0: let me know when you're ready back there we're good I'm open with prayer you guys please agree with me as little moving around as possible and help me out preach this tonight This is an important word especially in what we're going to be going into as a church so father we just lift up the word of the Lord tonight and we ask you that the heavens will be open that your glory will be awesome here in this place and even those that that are going to be listening this and watching this let your Holy Spirit move upon them mightily Lord, I pray that by the Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us just to get locked in and focused, And we're not so distracted by all the different things, but the Holy Spirit move upon our minds and our hearts that we will be focused. Lord, we'll have eyes and ears of the Spirit. We're going to be able by the Holy Spirit to see and hear what we couldn't before. And we'll be good, fertile soil for the Word of God because the Word of God is so important in our lives. Lord, I ask you to speak through me your living Word. Let it go out as, as seeds of truth sown into that good soil watered by the holy spirit that will take root grow and produce a hundredfold harvest of eternal fruit that remains until jesus comes and lord let the word of god the winds of your spirit carry it out among the nations of the earth it's going to get where it's supposed to and accomplish everything it's supposed to do lord let there be a washing of the water of the word of god in our lives let your light shine and dispel the darkness and bring truth and revelation Lord, that you would clothe me with your spirit and give me boldness. Let your word go out and accomplish what it's supposed to through me tonight. And we take authority and we bind up anything of the enemy that would try to hinder. The birds of the air try to steal the seed. We bind the enemy now in the name of Jesus. You will not hinder this word in any way. From getting where it's supposed to and accomplishing what it's supposed to, we bind you in the name of Jesus. Back off. And Lord, let your angels just clear that out. And we thank you for freedom tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, as we look into this tonight, so the heritage and roots, what I felt the Lord speak to me is that we've got to really keep our heritage and our root system intact. And you can see in the book of Romans that Paul talked about, in particular, he was talking about the Hebrew roots. And he was saying that we, as Gentile churches, we draw nourishment from that sap that's coming from those roots but i don't want to rabbit trail on that too much but you can sure see how the devil has severed those roots right there with the hebrew roots and that nourishing sap has dried up in many places but in the same way i believe that there is like root systems that we need to be aware of (coughs) And for us in river of life we have a root system so to speak that goes back to the Pentecostal heritage and also goes back to revival and those are two root systems that are extremely powerful and so when I talked about Pentecost a couple weeks back I talked about the most controversial aspect of what I was referring to when I talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and I really spent some time on that then I dealt last week with revival and I felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to really deal with the most controversial aspects of revival when the glory of the Lord comes in with great intensity the glory of the Lord will bring manifestations of the Holy Spirit and so the Holy Spirit as he comes in like that with such intensity there's going to be various manifestations people falling or shaking or laughing or crying or whatever it is and I dealt with some of that and tonight I want to deal with godly convictions and before I get into that there's three Greek words for time that we need to be aware of there's something right in here that needs to be turned off or down or something But there's three words for time in the Greek. One is chronos. Chronos has to do with like a cycle of time. Y'all please look this way. Don't let anything distract you. Chronos is a cycle of time. So chronos time has to do with, you know, we have 24 hours in a day. We have seven days in a week, so many days in a month, so many days in a year. And chronos has to do with just the time that we live in it's like we all are stuck in this cycle of time until we leave this world and enter into eternity where you kind of escape what this time is here because there is no time in eternity but there is this cycle that we live in but there's a different word for time and it's kairos and kairos has to do with the fullness of time in the bible and so you're going along with chronos time but there comes a point in time when you reach the timing of God for breakthrough did y'all hear me the timing of God whenever something is about to change where maybe prophecies are going to be fulfilled and you've been in chrono's time for a while and you've been praying you've been fasting but all of a sudden it becomes like a Kairos time where it's time for something really significant to shift. And change is upon you and then there's a third word um, the aeon this is the ages and this just has to do with extended periods of time like the millennia but I want you to to think about this for a moment with me Kronos and Kairos timing Kronos timing is like as you go through nine months of a pregnancy there's there's the trimesters or whatever you're going through this Kronos time the baby is forming, things are changing, but when it's time, the water breaks, and it's time for that baby to come forth. That's that's Kairos time, and that's the same thing with a church or a ministry or whatever. Whenever you're praying about things, God's given you prophetic words. You know that something is is coming, and you're in like a Kronos time. You're praying, you're fasting, you're seeking God and it's like the baby is forming in the womb so to speak god is preparing you he's taking things out that needs to go he's bringing things in that needs to needs to come he's changing what needs to be changed he's teaching you lessons he's putting you through the fire all of that is happening and it's chronos time god knows exactly what he's doing but there will come a point in time when it is the kairos time and it is the fullness of time where now it is god's timing cross the jordan and take that promised land and usually before a kairos time hits things get very intense those that are intercessors will feel in their spirit a desperate cry there's something deep the deep of god is calling out to the deep within you deep in you is calling out to the deep of god you feel this desperate cry and at the same time it's like the devil is really trying his best to attack and distract you and hinder you because he also knows that you're right there at that breakthrough and things get very intense at that time and if you're not careful you can miss a kairos time the children of israel went through the wilderness and really, from Sinai till the time they were supposed to cross over, there should have only been about nine months. But Israel missed God. Here they were at a Kairos time, standing at the Jordan about to cross into the promised land, and they missed God. And now they had to go back and walk in circles for 40 years. They went back into a Kronos time again. so i felt in my spirit very strongly that this is coming into like a kairos time for river of life we have been praying and fasting and doing what god's called us to do god's been doing a great preparation he's been taking things out that need to go bringing in what needs to come changing what needs to change teaching us what we need to learn we've been forged in the fire we've been through a lot but there comes a time and you can sense it because even what the devil wants to hit, let me say this again. I said this earlier. He wants to hit people in their health because it's a distraction and it's a hindrance. He wants to hit people in their finances. He wants to hit churches in their finances. Right at a Kairos time, he wants to hit finances where the resources are pulled off, you know what I'm saying? Trying to hinder the forward progression. He wants to try to divide relationships one way or another that's important. He's trying to do whatever he can to mess up that Kairos time so that you cannot enter in. But how many knows if you'll keep pressing into God? And what I wanna say is this too, I feel this tonight. A lot of people are way too passive. They sit back thinking, well, if God wants to move, he'll just move. That's not how it works. Jesus said, those that ask, receive. Those that seek, receive fine those that knock it'll be open there is a drawing nigh to god and him drawing nigh to you but in other words we've got to press in to the lord and i think many times people are way too passive about things we've got to be aggressive in our prayers we've got to really press into god and believe him for great things all right so back to this timing i feel river of life is at a kairos time But there has been, and I talked about this over the last month and a half or so, some of these sermons I did not put up for public consumption because they're not for the public, they're for you. But there has been a severe spiritual warfare that's been going on. But God is bringing us through. Satan may try new tactics, but as long as you stay close to the Lord, you will get the victory. And so as I'm talking about this tonight, here we are. We're coming into a Kairos time the fullness of time, the time where prophecies start unfolding. There's been prophecies over this ministry. But see, many people think because you get a prophetic word, you can just sit down and just like wait for something to happen. That's not how it works. You know, Bible, Paul told Timothy, he said that you need to use those words spoken over you to wage a good warfare over that. So there is a praying into what god's wanting to do the prophetic just simply reveals what god's plans are but it's our responsibility to pray the will of god in and to push hell's forces out through our prayers so there is this element there of warfare and there's been prophecies over river of life and these prophecies are about to come to pass And so get ready for change in the days to come and don't get discouraged and I can't help but think about Elijah remember it was the fullness of time Elijah was was you know now all of a sudden God was dealing with that Jezebel spirit he brought Elijah in it was a Kairos time but Elijah got discouraged He missed his Kairos time and ended up in a desert depressed. Don't let the enemy get you depressed and discouraged. Don't let him get you out of his will. See that Jezebel spirit pulled him out of his office where he should have been functioning. All through the word we can see where people missed their moment. But we also see where people got their moment. I can't help but think of elisha elisha you know really sought the lord and whenever it was elijah's time to go elisha knew it he discerned it and he said give me a double portion elijah said if you'll see me when i go see that was his kairos moment he had been going through if you read the story he was following elijah through gilgal then bethel then jericho and he was all through this chronos timing but when it came the fullness of time When Elijah was leaving, it was a Kairos moment. Elisha was right there in his moment, and he caught the mantle, and he carried that double portion. So there is something about being there when the the wave breaks, if you will, to be right at that Kairos time where you can ride the wave that God is releasing. But you've got to be in the right place at the right time, and you can only do that when you're close to the Lord in prayer alright so Matthew 24 this is what I want to get into tonight because as I'm talking about our heritage and our roots we have a heritage of Pentecost and a heritage of great revival that we we are tapped into and you can feel that it's something that's here it's in our DNA people come in among us sometimes they don't even know what they feel I remember one precious lady, she was a Baptist, and she, I had no idea. you got to understand, I don't ask people when they come. I just go through and pray for everybody. But she had come into our service and was right over there around where Ben is, and she was, we were praying for people, and i never seen this lady in my life. Just prayed for her. and I remember, though, she was just kind of, her whole body was swaying, swaying, that she went out under the power. I didn't think anything of it, just keep praying for people, but I noticed that after a long period of time, people are getting up and starting to talk, and I noticed she was still out and i was just starting at that point to close out the service and i did everything i need to do and started kind of picking up my stuff and she comes up to me and she's just totally out of it and she said never in my life (laughs) that was the first thing she said. have i ever experienced anything like that and i said well man the lord loves you he's just touching you and i had no idea about her background but she came out of a baptist background never been around anything like this you know the lord wants to touch his people so much if, if churches would just go after God and just you know, let the Lord move and stop trying to shut down moves of God, people need to be filled with the Spirit. But there's that heritage, there's that DNA that's there. And that lady told me after she left, she came back the next couple of weeks, and here's the outworking of what happened. She said, Pastor, she said, I have never felt this close to Jesus in my life. see that's the fruit of what happened to her all right I'm gonna say a a few things tonight that we need to talk about Uh, Matthew 24 Jesus came out of the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him and he said to them do not do you not see all these things truly I say to you not one stone here will be left on another which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives. Now you have to understand this statement because the early church understood the Hebrew roots and they understood that God's dwelling was in his temple. Is this making sense? So for the temple to be destroyed was a very big deal to them in their mindset, okay? I think a lot of times the mindset of the Western Gentile mind doesn't really grasp the severity of this statement that Jesus was making to them Jesus was basically telling them there's going to come a major judgment and God is going to allow this temple to be destroyed like it was in the days of Nebuchadnezzar and when he said that they, they were just really probably taken back by that statement and they as he was sitting there verse 3 he was sitting on the Mount of Olives what's significant about the Mount of Olives that's where he ascended in front of them later And that's where he's going to descend when he comes back and his feet are going to touch the Mount of Olives. But he was sitting on the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. Let me read that again. See to it that no one misleads you or some translations, no one deceives you. Now, I'm sharing this for a reason. So, the very first thing Jesus said was make sure that you're not going to be deceived. The last days are going to be so deceptive, so much confusion. The book of Revelation even describes the last day world's system that would gradually become unified under the Antichrist but this this world system that we see it's an international banking a geopolitical thing around the world this system is called in revelation Babylon and Babylon comes from the root word Babel which means confusion how many would say that we're living in a time of great confusion like no other time where people some people are so goofy they don't know if they're a boy or girl anymore there's just such confusion that is, has crept into society. But it's thick deception. The Bible says in the latter days that there would be serious deception. And then First Timothy 4, 1, listen to what Paul predicted. He said, but the Holy Spirit explicitly, that means clearly says, that in the latter times, some will fall away from the faith, we're seeing people now in the days we live fall away from the Lord paying attention to what deceiving demons is what it is deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons doctrines of demons are doctrines that are teaching people things that are taking them away from the Lord one doctrine of demons would be this anybody that teaches you that you can live in sin and still go to heaven when you die I'm just telling you, it don't work that way. You'd be surprised how many people think it does, though. In 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, it says, let no one in any way deceive you. Again, we see that word. So when you're talking about the end times, Jesus and Paul clearly state that deception would be rampant, it would be thick it would be serious and we're gonna really have to stay close to the Lord and listen to what Paul says let no one deceive you for it talking about the coming of the Lord will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed that's the Antichrist the apostasy in the Greek means an apostate is somebody that walked with the Lord but now they've turned their back on the Lord some translations say the great falling away or the great rebellion so there's going to be where the lord in these last days is going to come a great revival and god is going to sift out the wheat from the tear there's a lot of terrors among us but the lord knows who are really his and who aren't his all right so dealing with great deception I want you to see uh, this is the third part in this heritage roots series and tonight I want to talk about our godly convictions we're living in a time and I want you to please hear what I'm saying tonight because this isn't going to take very long but you need to know this we're living in a time of such deception in the body of Christ that even foundational biblical doctrines that we have held dear since the last 2000 years but especially here in these latter days we've had um great revivals and we've had doctrines that all of us as as believers in Christ across denominational lines we've kind of held to some basic fundamental doctrines that we all agree with even those are being challenged and i know i've preached a lot on this so you guys are aware of it but there is even challenging the gospel itself the validity of the bible basic doctrines are being challenged in the day we live there's very hyper grace teaching Um, there's just so much i don't have time to rabbit trail but there's a lot of false doctrine out there basically doctrines of demons and deceiving spirits are rampant right now and it shows the coming of the lord is near So, what i want to deal with tonight is a couple things i want to talk clearly about godly convictions i learned about godly convictions in the fires of revival i learned about godly convictions through the brownsville revival in particular and i know john davis who is a like a spiritual father and a covering to this house he was the ambassador of the great brownsville revival But here's what he told me the other day on the phone he said he said scott listen he said there are things that my generation knew were just wrong and we avoided them but he said nowadays it seems like anything goes let me read that again because he's spot on with this he said in my generation there were things that we just knew were wrong and we avoided them. He's talking about as Christians. And it didn't matter so much if you were a Pentecostal or a Baptist or whatever background. There was things that we just all knew were wrong. And we just avoided them. But he said, now anything goes. And let me say this too, this this kind of goes along with it where I'm going. I was meeting with Brother Holt and and. We were sitting down talking about different things my wife and i were with him and and this is what he told my wife and i he said you know so much today has become just entertainment but there's no real power anymore in it and he told he said that because he said i believe the reason why he was talking to me and my wife the reason why you two keep feeling drawn back to me is because of the power of the holy ghost and see that's so true because he still believes in the power of god and walks in it this parable a modern day parable i've shared this before but i want to say it again this is this is just a parable okay there was a village that lived on a riverbank area and it was it was really nice area great farmland great pasture land and for generations they lived there uh, on this riverbank area beautiful river good fishing there but their ancestors had built this wall up along the riverbank and down through the years that wall had you know how the elements will do it just there was algae growing on it it became an eyesore and because of the fact it was ugly And they no longer liked it they never inquired as to why their ancestors built the wall but just because they didn't like the wall they decided we're gonna tear it down so that generation tears down the wall that previous generations erected there without asking why it's there they go through a year or two and there's no problems and they were glad the wall was gone because they thought it was ugly and it was just in their way then all of a sudden a great storm comes and the torrential rain of this storm caused there to be the river became uh, overflowing big time i mean it was a very serious flood that came in on them and it literally wiped out and destroyed all their crops much of their animals drowned in fact it even tore down and destroyed many of their homes and some of their children drowned and all of a sudden they realized we should have found out why our fathers of the faith i'm speaking as a parable built this wall because they were trying to protect us it may not have been attractive but it was there for our good And because we tore it down without thinking to to inquire about it, we have suffered great loss. And that modern-day parable is a perfect story for where I'm going with this because that's exactly what I believe has happened. Just like Brother John said, there were things that his generation knew were wrong, and they avoided them. There was a wall there but this generation has torn down the walls and anything goes and there are things coming in today to christian homes and christian lives and even into churches that our fathers of the faith would never have believed in a million years would be allowed and let me just say this people that are hearing me you better really pray because there are things now in a lot of places a lot of ministries and churches and church leadership that let me just say it this way you better pray and you better hear from god about where god puts you and do not let the devil take you out you better get where god has you and stay there and you better pray about it you better hear from god because if the blind lead the blind they both fall into a ditch And there's people that are getting under the wrong leadership. And it is swaying their whole families. Are you hearing me? So I'm talking about godly convictions. Because we in River of Life, we are a revival church, a spirit-filled church. And a revival church has to do with the glory of the Lord coming in. And when you're dealing with holy ground and the glory coming in you have to understand that there's things that God will not put up with back when I was a baby Christian and I didn't really know a lot of things I know now some of the convictions weren't there but as I began to grow in the Lord and I began to to be in his presence there's things that the Holy Spirit will not let me be around and participate in are y'all hearing me tonight in churches that want the glory in your midst I'm just telling you there's things that the Holy Spirit will not put up with because of the glory and we've got to be careful how we handle the holy things of God I preached about this a couple weeks back but the holy things of God the Bible says if you defile his temple and he's talking about your person your body God said I will destroy that temple many times people they mishandle the holy and they end up coming under judgment that's why the Bible says to examine yourself before the communion table don't mishandle the holy when we come into God's house into God's presence it's such a holy thing People better be careful. You better be careful what you're talking about and how you carry yourself because the Lord is there in such a manifest way that people can, if they're not, if they're flipping about it, they can bring judgment on themselves. But let me tell you a few things that's going on today that our spiritual mothers and fathers would have never thought in a million years. And one is the widespread acceptance of alcohol today. How many of you guys have been saved or at least in church long enough to know that years ago this would have never in a million years been in churches y'all know what i'm talking about anybody that's been saved for more than 15 20 years knows what i'm talking about it's common sense our spiritual mothers and fathers put a wall there because they knew something was wrong they knew alcohol would destroy people it would defile them and it would destroy families how many families today are destroyed because of things like this how many people are in hell tonight here we are i'm preaching and y'all are listening there's people down beneath us in the lower regions of the earth that are there being tormented night and day because of alcohol it's what got them there and i'm going to tell you a couple of true stories i'm trying to be real careful but there was a man that called me recently and he's a minister and also his family is in the ministry and he called me and he was upset because his son who really loves the Lord is living in another part of the nation from him and going to this particular church but anyway his son was with him and he comes in one day and his son's acting weird and and he realized that his son was drunk and this is a Christian young man and he asked him he's like have you been drinking and his son said yeah and he just started weeping and you know he this wasn't in character for him and his dad loving and caring about him was like what happened what's going on and listen to what his son says his son goes to a different church in a different area he said well dad it doesn't help me that the church I go to hand out beer in the small groups see some of you guys shudder at that you'd be surprised how bad things really are out there right now and he said this and this really disappointed me because I know who this minister is but he said it also doesn't help me that the pastor of that particular church was drinking a beer while he was preaching from the pulpit see here's what happened the wall got torn down and now stupidity is swept in well you know listen to me see it starts out with wine and then they they get desensitized next thing you know it goes into beer then they get desensitized then it goes into hard liquor pretty soon they're going to end up doing things like smoking marijuana etc I'm telling you deception is so thick in these last days that there are people out there that they're being given over to things deceiving demonic spirits doctrines of demons that are overtaking them their minds are coming under the influence of spirits that have absolutely nothing to do with the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ it is it is evil spirits and if they don't stop this spiral down i am telling you i predict there's going to be places that are so far gone into deception they're going to be sitting around in small groups passing a joint reading the bible you watch in matthew seven twenty one, many will say to me on that on that day lord lord we prophesied we cast out demons we we healed the sick we did all these things in your name And Jesus is going to throw them into hell and say, depart from me. I never really knew you. I wonder how many people go to church week after week that one day, because Jesus said, many will say to me on that day. Now think about that, many. How many people go to church? that are going to stand before the Lord and it's going to be the most scary, terrifying experience of their life and they're going to be crying out to Him saying, Lord, I did all these things. I gave money to missions. I did this, I did that. And He's going to, he's going to throw them into hell and say, I never really knew you and you did not live for me. And so there's things that are sweeping through churches right now That have absolutely nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ or his kingdom also there's things going on like this worldly partying that's going on I would have never thought I would live to see the day whether it's Pentecostal or Baptist or whatever that there would be people that would be going to church but on weekends they were going out to bars and clubs and partying and living it up like that who would have ever thought now you guys have been saved long enough to know this how many of you guys have been saved long enough that you can think back and know that the generation before this would have never been acceptable you know it but somebody has torn down a wall you know the bible says in proverbs i taught on this one time but It says, don't move an ancient boundary stone that was set up by your ancestors. There's boundary stones that are there. But the Bible makes it very clear that the love of this world, if you love this present world in James 4, he said, you're an adulterous person. And those that love the world and the things of the world become an enemy of our Lord. There's no place for living for God and living in this world. The worldly partying, will send people straight to hell. The Bible calls it debauchery. People are going into these places. They're drinking. It's a, it's a sexual thing many times. I'm saying this to kind of tell you how, how it is in many places. There's still some wonderful churches out there that love God that won't put up with this stuff. And they're going after God, but it's fewer and further between now than it used to be and there's people now there was a group of of ministers and this was from a credible source it's true i know it's true there was a group of ministers these are these are well-known ministers that are on television etc and there was a group of them and their liquor bill was over a thousand dollars in one meal they have there was at one of their parties and this is people i love them and they minister and they're very well known at one of their birthday parties those that were there said there was no different from any other club or bar you would go to. The liquor was flowing. The worldly secular music was jamming. And even people were dancing on tables. It was just a worldly party. And then they're going to get up and preach behind a pulpit like there's some kind of a holy person of God. Matthew 7, 21. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, I got up on TV, I preached for you. I did this for you, I did that for you. And the Lord is gonna throw them into hell and say, I never really knew you. You didn't live for me. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But the, the worldly partying, you know it as well as I do. There is no way past generations would have ever thought it'd be okay to have this going on among Christians another thing is the seductive dress today and the marking up the body you know as well as I do how many have been saved long enough to know that people knew better in previous generations than to dress like the world women that, that wear things that are seductive and provocative and sexual And also all the tats and piercings and marking up the body this may be unpopular with some people I really don't care but you know as well as I do that in previous generations there were things that they just knew were wrong and they avoided them the wall has been torn down and anything goes and I'm telling you I'm about to get to something about the deliverance ministry But another thing is ungodly entertainment the previous generation knew some of the filth that's out there you know in movies and television etc they knew that that stuff was not for Christian consumption they knew it did not belong in your home and to be watched they knew better y'all know what I'm talking about but yet the wall has come down now and anything goes Even in God's house, things will be shown that's ungodly. And what people don't realize is you can't just live any way you want to and everything's going to be okay at the end of the day. People are going to reap it in their life. They're going to reap it in their family. They're going to reap it in them. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. I don't have this in the notes, but my wife and I have been very concerned about the occult. I've been shocked at how many how many goofy people they profess Christianity but they let their kids get involved with things have to do with witchcraft hello Ouija boards they let them watch movies that have witchcraft blatant blatant witchcraft in it casting spells etc and I'm gonna tell you if you want to open yourself up for evil spirits in your life and in your kids allow that stuff in I've prayed for too many people, and my wife and I have seen way too many people that have been delivered from evil spirits because of messing with the occult. And it can happen just from dabbling. I believe that we're living in a time when the deliverance ministry is about to be very needed like never before because people are doing all these things. They're opening themselves up to be infested with things that are demonic. The, the sexual promiscuity nowadays it is it is common unfortunately for people that call themselves Christians to be sleeping around or to be at least cohabitating at the end of the day this may be as unpopular as you can imagine but at the end of the day when I stand before the Lord he's gonna say you told him the truth Look, sexual sins that sex outside of marriage will send you to hell If you don't repent it will there are many people tonight that are in hell because of sexual immorality there are people that are opening themselves up and their kids up to things because of their evil wicked behavior and I say again what John Davis said there are things the previous generation just simply knew were wrong they avoided them but yet in this generation The wall is being torn down and anything goes in the days to come I believe see revival I've studied revival and revival has to do many times with a message of repentance and we're living in a time where the Lord is going to once again pour out his spirit but he is going to be releasing A strong message like he did in the days of Brownsville but a strong message of repentance from these things and he listen Jesus is not coming for some stained spotted filthy bride the Bible says he's coming for a bride without spot or blemish and I believe this next revival that we're right at I believe is coming very soon there's gonna be great repentance but also there's gonna have to be great deliverance because people are opening themselves up to things because of their sinful behavior like no other generation. You know it as well as I do. Back in your previous generations, back maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, people were not involved in the level of darkness that they are now. And when they come out of that, they're gonna have to be set free from all the junk they gave themselves over to. But you know, ultimately what this revival will be about is about the bride being made ready for the bridegroom. All the deliverance that's going to happen is going to free people up so that they can live for him. This, the, what's going to come in this move of God that's coming is going to be like a deep consecration. And you're seeing just, I mean, it's the beginning. It's like a forerunner. You remember when Jesus came that there was a John the Baptist in front of him? That There's like a forerunner thing that's going on right now. And I see it in Georgia because you see that, that God's given them that oil and then given in Dawsonville, given them those baptisms. But it's interesting to me, hear what I'm saying, that the priests were consecrated, the priests were consecrated in Exodus 29 through the blood, the water, and the anointing. The communi- Also, the communion table, man, people are being drawn back to that. What God is doing, and I believe will increase, is he's using these things again it's like being restored back to the body because he's trying to purify us and get us ready to meet the lord and go to the marriage supper of the lamb in time events are unfolding right before our eyes right now and the coming of the lord is near i believe this coming revival will be the most intense revival that we've ever seen but it's also going to be the greatest and the last major wave because it's going to usher in the coming of the lord this revival is going to be used to purify us like we've never known but we've got to keep our heritage and our roots and those in river of life this is our heritage the pentecostal the revival culture we know that these things i'm talking about tonight are wrong and we avoid them if people hear the truth and then they're goofy enough to go out and get involved in that stuff I don't know what to think about them I hope that they'll be in heaven when they die I have my concerns about that but even if they get in by the skin of their teeth they're going to pay for it in this life I promise you they'll reap it in their life and in their families is they're opening themselves up to dark things that are not of Christ's kingdom but I don't know about you but this is what I want to close with tonight I am not about sitting around trying to flirt with the lion and find out what I can get away with and still get into heaven. That's somebody that you need to question their salvation right there. Look, somebody that's truly saved and on fire for God, they want to stay as far away from that line as they possibly can. Just like John Davis said, they know these things are wrong. They just avoid them. They're going after God with all their heart. And so tonight, I just say this, as for me and my house, and I know you guys feel the same way, we're going after God, not flirting with this garbage that I see going on. And it's a combination of different things. It's a combination of of seducing, deceiving, demonic spirits that are messing with people. See, that, that Greek word is deception, but it's also translated seducing because how many knows that there's something about this that can pull people it's like a seductive thing like a moth to a flame they're being pulled seduced by these spirits into the sin that they want by people that are telling them doctrines of demons that you can still have it and it'll be okay so Lord we thank you for your word tonight and Lord I pray give us the grace in these last days that we're gonna stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ we're going to stay in your word. We're going to stay in prayer. Lord, that we're going to be a people that, that, that um, keep ourselves pure from this filth of this world. And that's, that's the great deliverance ministry. That's what God had to do for me. I struggled with different things for years until the Lord really set me free and changed me. And that's why I love the deliverance ministry. And I love seeing people set free because there, there's strongholds the enemy has in people's lives of all kinds of idolatry and lust and bitterness and, and hatred and generational curses and all this junk. But the Lord is coming to deliver people and purify bride. And so, Lord, I just pray for us in River of Life in and through us, Lord, that you would begin to push in. I pray this for those that are, that are watching, that you would begin to force your way into our lives, Lord. That you would search and know us and see is there any wicked way is there anything that's defiled is there anything that's vulnerable to the enemy is there any present deceptions is there something there that's not right with you Lord don't leave us to our own devices but come in and force your hand and pry it out bring in what's of you take out what's not and change what needs to be changed we want to be a living sacrifice laid on the altar consumed with the fire of heaven And let us burn for you until you come. Lord, we thank you for it. We want to be a bribe without spot or blemish. That when that shofar sounds and that meeting in the air happens, we want to be ready to meet you and go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We thank you for it now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.